Want ideas to grow your ministry and engage your supporters? Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. And here's your host, David Allen. We're with Dr. Joel Thiessen again at Ambrose University. Joel is the director of the Flourishing Congregations Institute. Joel, you mentioned that your research looked at why people are leaving the church. Could you give us some of the reasons why they're leaving, and what can we learn from this attrition rate? One of the things I discovered when I spoke with those who say they have no religion and marginal religious affiliates who show up Christmas and Easter and so forth uh, is that many of them, 80% of them, attended religious services regularly at some point in their lifetime and then made a conscious decision to no longer attend. The thesis I want to advance here is that most of the reasons for why people diminish their involvement has virtually nothing to do with what churches do or don't do. Most of these things have to do with broad cultural uh, changes within society. So there are eight things. I'm going to talk very, very briefly on on each of these. Uh, One, they reject exclusivity. Uh, Groups that are highly exclusive in their minds on issues of gender and sexuality and so forth, these are broad cultural discussions right now. Some might say, well, if religious groups just change their perspectives on uh, issues of gender and sexuality, then more people would attend. Uh, In the Canadian context, we could look at the United Church of Canada as the quintessential example that seems to be the most open and inclusive, and yet we've seen that these figures have diminished over the course of time. They have um, gone down terms of those who are actively attending and identifying with the United Church of Canada, which seems to suggest it's not just become more inclusive on these particular values and people will show up. I think there's a broader discourse about exclusivity that uh, is at work here. That said, groups might interpret this and complete within their right to say we ought to become more inclusive on these things. I don't think that will necessarily lead to all these people returning to church contexts and settings, and I think the United Church provides a good test case of this right now. Uh, Second, they talk about life transition. You move away for work, you move for university, uh, a family member dies. These kinds of things uh, are, are important catalysts for stability within attending a religious organization. And so we know a break in that flow can diminish people's involvement. You move to a new place, you don't know anyone there. So it's not that religious groups have done anything for why people leave. Uh, Yes, we can help to make people feel connected amidst their transitions, and there's much out there that we could do, but I would suggest this is part of the natural ebb and flow of life that breaks uh, the ongoing involvement within a religious group. Third, teenage choice. I've written a separate article on this, but parents increasingly so are giving their parents uh, are giving their children choices of whether or not to attend religious services. And we could debate the merits of whether choice is inherently good or bad, uh, but it seems that as more and more teenagers with each generation are given the choice, they are taking that choice to no longer attend. And so we're seeing children at 12, 13, 14 years old saying, I have no interest in attending, and my parents have given me the freedom to make that choice. We know that in previous generations, when the choice wasn't given, that they attended further on, children that is, into their teenage years, into their young adult years. They may rebel against that, but the, uh, the rates of those who stick around is far higher among those who continue to attend through high school than those who essentially opt out sooner sooner on. So this isn't something that churches have done or not done. It's something that parents, as a byproduct of broad social narratives on choice, contributes to. 
Uh, fourth, people are too busy. This is the things we would expect, right? You've got hockey practice or you, you're working, two-parent working families, all kinds of things. This contributes to a diminished importance to attending religious services regularly. Not anything that religious groups have done. Yes, we could contribute people or encourage people to be less busy so that they attend more regularly. But ultimately, these are social shifts that create for a busier context. Uh, fifth, scandals and hypocrisy. You just turn on the news on any given day and you can find the scandals and hypocrisy. This, I would say, is something that religious groups can control. But we have multiple generations of trying to change the perception and you only need one bad example that reinforces what people's perceptions are. Oh, you're just like the rest of them. And that narrative reinforces. So that contributes. And this is prominent in the United States in particular. And Canadians are informed by that because we consume American media and we see the, the presentation of uh, different religious figures and polarizing ones within this, this respect. Sixth, intellectual disagreement. Just can't get there intellectually with what religious groups claim to be and what they see around them in their own experiences, whether it's science and evidence versus faith and so forth. So there are those intellectual debates. And again, it's not that religious groups have done something that contributes to them leaving. Uh, this is part of an increasingly intellectual, scientific world, sort of a post-enlightenment era uh, that, that sets the foreground for these things. Uh, seventh, interpersonal tension. Right? You just don't get on well with other people. The pastor says the wrong thing or they don't handle conflict well or whatever it is within that context. I think there's much we can learn here. How do we treat people well within an organization and specifically within a local church that actually will help to contribute to people sticking around? And then last, social ties. People left because uh, they have friends and family outside of their local church. We say, I'm a little concerned that you're too involved in this religious group. And those social ties outside play a profound role in informing the kinds of behaviors that you have relative to a religious group. Uh, and again, religious groups can try to create and should, sort of strong, healthy social ties within a religious group, but we can't be naive to the fact that there are people outside who also influence us. I'll say this one last thing. Uh, there are many religious options out there. Large church, small church, good music, bad music, great preaching, poor preaching, everything across the continuum, theologically liberal, conservative. If people really want to attend religious services, there are many options out there. The fact that we continue to see diminished levels of involvement and people leaving suggests to me that this isn't a problem with faulty supply. That is, religious groups are poorly providing the services, though there are cases of that, no doubt. I think there actually is a waning interest and demand for the things that religious groups offer, which is a sober conclusion, for sure. But I think it's an accurate starting point for understanding the cultural context in North America that we minister within, and we need to confront that reality and then try to respond to that reality in turn. That was Dr. Joel Thiessen at Ambrose University. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. We would value your feedback by taking our one-question survey. You will find the link in our show notes at qt4cm.org backslash notes. And we would like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be encouraged. God is with us. Serve with joy. Serve with joy.